0: We are live Friday night nine o'clock hour here on the East Coast with undefeated cruiserweight Brandon Glenn who's in the car. Yeah, coming back from from a day at the gym. I understand.
1: Yeah, man, we just uh, finished sparring down at Roy Jones in Pensacola, getting some good work with Chris Eubanks and uh, Kevin Newman, two different guys.
0: i say okay, so. So there's there are some uh, some decent name names in the gym.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: Well, uh, tell us about i mean I've been asking a lot of the same questions to some of the guys as um you know uh have you been able to train so that's obvious Have you been training the whole time?
1: yeah, um actually, we took about a week and a half, two weeks off, just because we didn't know what was going on, and Koji and opening the gym so after that, it's like we went from zero to a hundred we've been working the whole time and you know, if anything, the sparring's been, you know, maybe once or twice a week. But other than that, we've been training, running, jumping, lifting. So, been working the whole time. Man.
0: So, so uh, you're, you you uh, you told me you're you are you have been have you been hanging in Atlanta the whole time or? Yeah,
1: I've been in, in Atlanta to Florida and to Port uh, Mitchell, Alabama, where our home gym is.
0: So, I mean, what's that like uh, having to, you know, to hop around to find good work?
1: You know, it's almost a blessing and a curse. It's good because you can get away and you can train and focus on what you need to do. You don't have to worry about cameras. You don't have to worry about interruptions. Then it's also good to be able to go somewhere else and get that different work and, in all the pieces of your training. So I can't, I'm not, it doesn't bother us. You know, we like being on the road, we like being in the air. So it, it's fine.
0: I'm sure, uh, you know, you have a lot of friends who are fighters. Uh, have most of them been in the gym most of the time, or some have, some haven't? No, you
1: know, this has uh, really showed who the real fighters are. You know, it showed who's really dedicated because obviously, you know, people. When when fighting was still going on, when you could have crowds, you know. I mean, when you couldn't have crowds, they weren't training. So now that you can't even fight, man, it's you. You see who the real fighters are. So the the gym has been really, really slim. You can tell who's really dedicated to the craft.
0: Was it? I mean, when things were. Um... Things were bad, I guess, you know, the uh, mid, uh, mid-March, mid April when, you know, things when things were really bad. Was, was it tougher to – I would imagine most of the gyms weren't even open. Was it tougher to kind of stay in shape that way or
1: – um, Again, you know, you have to – when you're a professional, you can't just, oh, well, the gym's closed so I can't train. You have to run outside. You know, you got to train outside. You got to go in the yard and shuttle box. You got to sneak in the gym in the middle of the day and, you know, training the backs, people can't see you because for a little while they were telling on gyms that were open and finding them. So, you know, they, and we didn't have a problem doing that. We know we got a attached. So getting out of shape is, is not an option.
0: 11 and 9 knockout. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Brandon. How did you get into boxing? What age?
1: Uh, so I started boxing at 21. Uh, I was a collegiate football player and, a buddy of mine introduced me to it from that day I never stepped back a foot on another football field that was it I uh I fell in love with boxing and obviously you all seen my picture lost crazy amount of weight and just took off you know people ask me about it and I tell them it's a 10,000 hour theory 10,000 times just keep doing it over and over and over well it's been wonderful
0: how much of your football, you know, training and, uh, you know, playing probably playing football probably your whole life, how much uh, of that can you take into the ring in terms of, uh, you know, types of training techniques and, and whatnot? How much uh, can you take that into you know, in boxing?
1: For me, it's not because obviously, you know, we lift a little bit of weights, a little bit in boxing, not really, but it's it's more about the mindset. You know, when you've been knocked on your behind by a 300-pound guy, okay, yeah, it didn't happen with gloves, but it was a helmet. You know, you feel that, uh, the work ethic that comes with it. And in boxing, you don't have a team to cover you, you know. You know, in football, you have to be determined. You have to be able to work with people like your team, your coach, you know, your your sparring partners. You may not be fighting with those guys, but you're working with them, so – Football teaches you to be in a team environment, even though boxing isn't such a team sport. You know what I mean? It's the what? dedication, it's the getting up early, going to bed late, practicing, studying film, you know, doing the things that you can do to put on your best performance.
0: What position did you play?
1: I played DN and Nose. So I was I was over three hundred pounds, man, defensive end and nose guard, man.
0: And, and, and what and a lot of that is your hands. So how much you know? How much I, I know? Uh, I have some friends of mine who, who are trainers, and they train some football players in the offseason. They say uh, the boxing actually helps them with their hands when they're when they're tangling up with the offensive defensive linemen.
1: Absolutely, man. If you've seen me fight, you know a lot of people hold and they grab. So a lot of times I have to take my arm and fight for an inside position. If that's not a football drill, I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep your hands, uh, keep your hands up, keep your hands. You know, that's that's one of your first lines of protection, and that's exactly what football was. So, you know, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. the shape that I'm in now doesn't even compare to what, you know, if I if I was the same athlete I am now on the football field, I might be telling you a different story.
0: No, no swim moves though in the ring, right? Nah, nah, nah. Well, you said you were, you know, you were, you know, big guy, you know, 300 pounds or whatnot. Why did you go all the way down to cruise weight, not, you know, settle in maybe 230, 240 as a heavyweight?
1: You know, the thing is, um, when I started boxing, my first coach told me, hey, man, the thing about it, you're going to be a super heavyweight and the, the objective for you is to be in the best shape you can at your weight. You know, I got on the WSB team and, I didn't you know, my thirteenth fight I went over there and fought Philip Horgovich. I didn't know what I was getting into. But when I realized that these guys have weight classes for a reason, this guy was, you know, six six, six seven, whatever it was, after that after I took that loss, we we decided to go down the cruiserweight. And I had a lot of success at cruiserweight. I qualified for the Olympic trials and super heavyweight and cru- and heavyweight. So, you know, You just – you learn to compete where you can best. And then people still call me small. You know, we were fighting at light heavyweight for a while, but we decided to go up. So, I think cruiserweight is where I'm going to settle in. And I'll go back up to heavyweight eventually when, you know, I fill out a little bit more.
0: So, you you said you were close at 300 pounds and uh, you got down to 175?
1: Yeah, I was actually 327.
0: Oof. Oh, well, you yeah. you you lost you you lost half your weight. That that, that, right. that that's amazing. So okay, so we're eleven and nine knockouts. Uh, I by the knockout percentage, I, I assume uh, you're a you know a puncher.
1: A puncher. The thing about people don't see the gas tank. A lot of people look at me. They know I throw a lot of punches. They know what I bring to the table. They know I'm come coming. You know with a lot of punches. They know I'm coming hard punches, they know I'm coming with a good, strong jab. They know those things, but they don't realize until they get in there, that pace is not going to stop. That pace is going to stay from round one to round ten. You know, when I get to 12-rounders, it's the same pace. And, you know, everybody's blessed with an ability. You know, I really believe that God uh, makes the playing field even. Some people have power, speed, agility, whatever. My, my gas tank, man, is always been a blessing. So people don't people don't see that they they didn't expect it in the amateurs. They definitely don't expect it in the pros. So it, it's 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 a good thing. I think we got a good thing going here, man.
0: Um, you're aligned with uh, one of the top managers now in the business, split team management, Dave McWater. Talk about that being aligned. Uh, you know, with uh, one of the better management groups in the game.
1: Yeah, if I had to say. I had any regrets in my boxing career was that I didn't sign with them sooner. You know, I was naive as an amateur, you know, I saw I met Dave and you know, I don't I don't have all these people around me guiding me, telling me what to do. So when he approached me, you know, all you hear about is, Oh, don't sign this, don't sign that I didn't have anybody to teach me and educate me. So I decided to go another route, but, you know, circle back and Dave and I had a conversation and it ended up working out. So he's taken care of me very well since we started and he's taken care of all the other fighters. So I couldn't be any more pleased.
0: And uh, I see you've been fighting on some uh, premier boxing champions cards. Is, is that uh, who you're with going forward? You know,
1: I don't know. Um, I leave that to Dave. Um, he's told me about other things in the works. So, I feel like the best thing I could do is sit back and be patient. Um, uh, every now and then, I feel the need to say say things that need to be said as far as his division and what I want. But um, as far as PBC, um, that's something Dave and I will get together and discuss and see what's going on. But I have fought on PBC cards. you know, a great group of people, and you know, I love every bit of it. I love every time I strap up, man.
0: Cruiserweight division. Uh, I know. Uh, you know, obviously, you're a little bit away from maybe. You know, fighting the, the the champions and whatnot. But how do you see the cruiserweight division right now?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna mop through these guys. I'm gonna <laughs> go through these guys like a hot knife through butter. These, you know, a lot of people people kill me in interviews. They get on here and they say things and they really don't mean. But when you look at this division, you look at the guys who are on top right now. You look at fights that have happened that you were supposed to be in and. Unfortunately, you can't do anything about no, no matter how much you rant and rave about it. I'm going to hurt these guys. And unfortunately, I just have to wait my turn. Um, there, there are a few faces who I would love to see immediately. That's one reason why I stayed in shape, stayed doing what I'm supposed to do. I know that I'm, I'm going to take this division over easily.
0: Do these faces have names?
1: These faces—I mean, small, small names. You got guys like, you know, <laughs> names that that hopefully we'll see very soon. <laughs> hey, but very- I tell you what—I tell you what. There was a fight that I wanted with uh, Earl Newman. Now he's not at the top of the division, nothing like that. He's a light heavyweight that came up, and I wanted that fight so fucking- bad. I, I tried and tried and tried. And unfortunately, you know, they could, they called me out several times, and I obliged, and for whatever reason, the fight didn't happen. Then he ended up losing to Deion Nicholson, another fight that, you know, went all ten rounds that I'd have fought both of those guys on the same night.
0: Yeah, that was a – I found a mistake. That fight was a war. That was a very – That fight
1: should have been – a cakewalk. I should have fought both of them, but mm-hmm. either way, you know, it's a, it's no, it's no sweat to those guys. It's no, you know, throwing any shade on them. It's just I'm better than them.
0: Mm-hmm. It, and it, I just it, have to wait my turn. It, it, and I'm, I'm sure you have one eye on the top of the division. Obviously, it, uh, a lot of the European fighters are are uh, you know occupying the top spots. Uh, Bredis, uh, I know, and uh, and. Um, and Globotsky's still around, and those type guys. Do you do you keep one eye uh, towards those guys.
1: Well, I definitely got a big eye on Bredis. You know, I think he's definitely on his way out. So I can't. It's not like they're going to allow me just to jump in the ring with him. And that's why I'm not going to say things that I know aren't going to happen. I know I can't just go from where I am now to fighting this guy. But if I had the opportunity to, we would jump right at it. Is you know, and he's a, he's a great fighter. But like I said, I know what I bring to the table. I know what we work on. I know, know what I can do. So guys like that, I expect to see sooner than later.
0: Well, Brandon, thank you for a few minutes of your time during your uh, during your trek home from Pensacola to Atlanta. it's, yeah, a, five, it's a five hour five hour drive, huh?
1: Yeah man, I'd do it again tomorrow if
0: I had to. You guys, you guys you guys stop for uh for something to drink at least on the way?
1: No, we bring everything. We bring our meal preps, we bring it we bring it on the
0: road. Yeah, so. I think I uh, yeah, I think uh especially everything going on, on now. I don't know if there's rest uh, I don't know
1: if there's
0: rest yeah. stops. You are in a bed. you're traveling in a bad cell area. we didn't catch that. See if we give him another minute. See if he can, see if they can uh, drive out of this bad cell area. Brandon Glanton, uh, undefeated cruiserweight, eleven eleven oh nine nine knockouts. Uh, all right, well, uh, he's definitely on. Some, uh, uh, there you are. We, there we, we go. We lost you for a few minutes. Guess you were driving through some bad so Where are you about right now?
1: Uh, we're actually coming back through Alabama.
0: Oh wow! Uh, up
1: up eighty five. So maybe that's why it went bad for a second. But Roll yeah, t- no. I said we don't, we don't, we don't have a need to stop. We bring our food with us, and we have all that with us. So
0: yeah, I was gonna say the rest stop probably isn't the safest place in the world to be right now. Nah, so.
1: you you ride by and you see lines of people. And oh wow! It's a mistake they're making. So
0: that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, safe travels, Brandon. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And um, where can uh, the fans follow you on social media?
1: Hey, you go follow me on Instagram at Team Bulletproof. Follow me on Twitter at Team Bulletproof with two O's. You can go on my website, BrandonGlenton.com, and you can see all kind of updates, what I'm doing, pictures, uh, day by day. So check me out.
0: You hear him, very charismatic personality. You can hopefully uh, add some spice to the Cruiserweight division very shortly uh, after uh, the break happens. Brandon, thank you for a few minutes of your time and get home safe.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you.